Hello, and welcome to Faculty Feed with me, Dr. Jerry Rabelais, Associate Vice President for Health Science Center Faculty Development at the University of Louisville. With me are my co-hosts, Dr. Stacy Sainer, Director of HSC Faculty Development, and Dr. Laura Weingartner, Director of Research for Faculty Health Professions Education. Twice a month, we're going to come together to use this podcast to bring faculty development content to feed your hunger and satisfy your appetite so you can magnify your impact as an educator, clinician, researcher, and academic leader. Here's the appetizer for today. I want you to imagine a piece of paper with the words, I can't, written on it. Now take a pair of scissors, and I want you to cut between the N and the T, changing can't to can. That is the essence of the difference between a fixed and a growth mindset. Today's entree, learning about mindsets, what they are, and why they're important to us as educators. Stacy, what is a mindset and where does this all come from? There is a faculty member at Stanford. Her name is Carol Dweck. She did some research. Well, it's been almost 30 years since she started her research about the ideas of mindset. A mindset is basically these attitudes that an individual holds about something. This view that you kind of adopt and that view really affects the way you lead your life. All aspects of your life or just how you learn schoolwork or how big is this? I would say it's pretty big. You can apply this to athletics, music, learning in general. I mean, you have to learn skills in order to be a musician or an athlete. You also have to be able to play a game or, you know, have you ever seen like kids that are playing Monopoly and they're losing and one of them just like throws the the game board up in the air? (laughs) Yeah, that's ever funny. So there's two kinds of mindsets, right? There's fixed mindsets and growth mindsets. So in a fixed mindset, some of the characteristics that I've read about are that it's just, there's a limit to what I can do. And I can't exceed that limit. I can't practice enough. I can't do enough to get better. And I'm either good at it or I'm not good at it. Some of you may have heard your seventh grade child talk about how they're not good at math and they'll never be good at it. That is a problem that we have. Kids, if they fail at something, then they tend to think they're not good at it. In reality, maybe they just weren't practicing enough. So they give up more quickly if they have a fixed mindset? Absolutely. All right, let's flip over to growth mindset. Growth mindset sees the world differently. It sees learning differently about schoolwork, or it might be learning differently about some other thing that you do, but it's different than the fixed mindset. It's characterized by a worldview that's more expansive, and it's open to trying things and failing. Is that an accurate summary of what growth mindset is? I'd say that characterizes it pretty well. I mean, somebody that's okay with failing, they understand that failing is a part of learning. And when you are learning something, you're not really good at it when you first begin. I mean, I've heard you talk about the first few times you tried to do spinal taps. Yeah, the first 10 were all blood. (laughs) And so had I not had a growth mindset about that, I'd have stopped there because how much more blood do you want to collect from some baby's back? Ultimately, we all go through that, and we have to have a mindset such that, okay, I don't have it yet, but I will get it if I keep working at it. There's this willingness to just try new things, whereas somebody with a fixed mindset, they might be afraid to try new things because, well, they they figure I might fail, and then I'll look bad, and they don't want to look bad. But the growth mindset person seems to be tolerant of, 
I'll say looking bad, it's the wrong choice of words, but, but they're willing to fail and learn because they see it as an opportunity to grow and to get more skills. F-A-I-L. It is your first attempt in learning. So oh, the first okay. time you try something, chances are you're not going to be very good at it. You may fail, but I'm still learning the process. I'm learning how to do it. I'm practicing the skill and I can't do it yet, but I'm going to get there. A faculty member should know about mindsets and worry about this because sometimes your learner's mindset about their ability to learn might really impact whether they're going to reach their full potential. And so we need to recognize what a fixed mindset looks like so if we see it, we'll know what we might be able to do to intervene for that learner. It is possible to change someone from a fixed to a growth mindset. Learners with a fixed mindset might always be looking like they're trying to prove themselves to be smart or talented. If you see that in a learner, that might be a clue that they really have a fixed mindset, though they might be very smart. One of the things I've learned is that fixed doesn't equal stupid and growth equals smart. I know lots of learners could end up really having this fixed mindset because they've been naturally gifted, and so all of a sudden they get to a situation where, oh my gosh, they failed their first test or they got a C. They're devastated because that's never happened to them before. So I also think it's possible to look for learners that see effort as a proof of low ability. So oh. they're, they're afraid to exert effort because only the guys who don't have it all together have to really work at this. Learners with a fixed mindset are not willing to let others see their deficiencies. If we as educators see these kind of behaviors or these kind of reactions to failure in a learner, we should have our antenna up. We should be noting that because it's not a good mindset to have in the practice of medicine, dentistry, nursing, or public health because, as, as you said earlier, they may have failed for the first time ever in their life when they took a test that was beyond their means. They tried to drill a tooth the first time and they just failed miserably. If you don't have a growth mindset, you don't get back up again. And so that's the important thing, I think, for the faculty to start to see and then say, okay, well, what could I possibly do about this? If you think about it, a mindset is really just a, a belief system that a learner has. And so there really are some things that we can do to help our learners develop a different mindset or a different set of beliefs. How do we help them move towards a growth mindset? Carol Dweck has a quote, and she says, in a growth mindset, challenges are exciting rather than threatening. So rather than thinking, oh, I'm going to reveal my weaknesses, you say, wow, here's a chance to grow. So that really sums it up in terms of putting the difficulty on the growth process as opposed to you as an individual. I can't believe I am totally fixed or totally growth mindset. I can't believe the learners are totally fixed or totally growth mindset. So we must have things that we do that seem effortless where we do feel like I've learned it, I can do better, I can continue to do better if I keep practicing. But there must also be things where we have a fixed mindset. So for example, for me, I have a growth mindset about learning how to play the trumpet better and better and better. And yet I have an absolute fixed mindset about my ability to dance. Okay. Fixed, like fixed in concrete, fixed. <laughs> Help us understand, is it possible? Is it likely that we have a mixture of fixed and growth mindset 
inside of us. Absolutely. If you think about fixed growth mindset on a continuum, so at totally fixed and concrete at one extreme, and then really, really growth minded, you love the struggle on the other extreme. That is how we are on different points in that continuum with different topics in our world. And so the classic example that I always try to share with faculty is athletics in the United States. Athletes in the United States, they get it. They understand. They have to get out on that field or on that court to practice. They understand the purpose of practice in that situation. But put them in the math classroom or give them a book, sometimes they're like, oh, I can't do that. And so they could have a fixed mindset when it comes to academics and a growth mindset when it comes to athletics. So as the faculty member, then we have to recognize that there can be this hybrid almost of fixed and growth mindsets in your learner. And you may have to tease out what do they have a fixed mindset about if you're going to intervene to help move them along toward a growth mindset in that specific area. I know this is something you've talked about repeatedly, telling learners and even ourselves to live life in crescendo. Like, what is this crescendo thing? I know nothing about music. I was listening to a podcast just a month ago where the son of the famous Stephen Covey, who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, his son was being interviewed by David Novak. And in that interview, Mr. Novak asked him, look, your, your father was this famous author who impacted the business world and so many people with his, with his books and his lectures and his consulting work. There must have been something he told you that has stuck with you that you still use today. And without hesitation, Stephen Covey, the son, said, he told me to live life in crescendo. So a crescendo for the non-musicians in the audience is a musical notation that demonstrates the musician is to play a passage increasingly louder. So it's seen as two lines that start at a point and go beyond that. They diverge. It's written underneath the music staff. And what it does is it tells you play louder and generally from this level of loudness to this level of loudness. Here's his point. If you looked at life as though my best effort is in front of me, my best performance, I will be, for this purpose, playing louder to make this illustration work. If you looked at life that way, you can't help but have a growth mindset. If we kept in mind the live life in crescendo, for you, you would have to say, well, I just got a doctoral degree in health professions education. Am I not done Stephen Covey's son would say, no, if you live life in crescendo, you're just at the very beginning of the crescendo part. Your best work effort impact is yet to come. If we all look that way, no matter what our age, no matter what we've done, no matter what we've not done, if we all looked at it that way, there's a growth mindset for you. And so if you have a learner who's a musician, it's easy. If they're not a musician, then you got to explain it to them. But if we told our learners to live life in crescendo, they will naturally have to have a growth mindset. What about our dessert for today? The dessert for today should be, the next time you're with learners, pay close attention to how they react to failure. It might be they failed to answer one of your questions. It might be they failed to get the IV in. It might be they failed to get the spinal tap. Whatever it is, watch their response to failure. 
and look for the cues that we've talked about that would suggest that they're not responding appropriately to failure and they might have a fixed mindset. Tell them they can do it, others have done it, you will do it too, and you'll do them a tremendous favor to take them from fixed to growth mindset as they go through their training. If you want to up your game as a professional educator or to enhance your leadership skills in the academic setting, this is the place to be as together we strive to make UofL a great place to learn, a great place to work, and a great place to invest. Join us next time for more and come hungry.